0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Blue Ridge Church of Christ podcast. My name is Phil Bruns and thank you so much for taking time from your day to be with us. Today we're going to continue through our summer growing season series and we're going to talk about seeing value, seeing value and we're going to look at a story in the Bible of a, of a woman who saw value in something that helped her to grow and to see God in an incredible way and we're going to learn lessons from that to help us today. recently heard a lesson on Jacob, who is Abraham's son in the book of Genesis, and how Jacob grew through a moment where he, in a very literal sense, had uh, wrestled with God. And uh, there were three points from that lesson that were very helpful in thinking about us growing today. The first point being that Jacob was alone with God. And the time of of uh, that that we can take of being with God just you and God how important that is to pause and to see how God is moving in your life and if you can't see him just to to think about how he might be moving in your life and even if you can't think about that of just being trying making effort to be with God on your own and how that can lead to struggle and in the story joseph uh, very literally struggled with god and again in a physical sense of of wrestling and how every uh, a story of growth there is almost a story of struggle within it and it takes tenacity it takes desire it takes uh, our our desire to get through the hard part for us to grow and the third lesson just acknowledging who we are, who we are in the moment, who we are going to uh, become. And that is where transformation begins, that's where it happens, and it was such a great lesson about Jacob. You now today we're going to talk about seeing value. Seeing value of uh, how that can help us uh, to drive through difficult times. We see value in, in different things. I shared recently that I have a baseball bat that my parents had purchased for me uh, while we were visiting the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. And this uh, bat is is a full-size white ash uh, bat that was made right there at the museum at the time and uh, it is finished. It's got the Major League Baseball um, Hall of Fame logo on it and it's just a very special bat. In the moment Um, I saw the bats and it was one of those moments where to myself I was thinking gosh you know those are pretty nice but they're pretty expensive and so I was going to pass because of the price point when my dad asked me if I would like one of those bats well my eyeballs lit up and I said yes I would like one of those bats and so he bought me a bat as a souvenir from that vacation I still have it today I have another photo that hangs on my wall here in my office, a photo that my four daughters made to me, um, made for me uh, several years ago. And in the photo, in the frame, there are four photos, uh, one of each of them uh, with their hands made up into a shape of a D. The next one as an A. The next one as a D. And the last one, finally, as a heart. And so it says, "Dad," and it has a heart at the end. And that was from my daughters, and it's very, very special. And I also have a, a gift that my wife had purchased for me in Shanghai. In Shanghai, uh, and China in general is very important to our, our family. It's our adopted uh, country, and she had purchased it once at a museum, and it is uh, artwork, a glass a tray artwork that uh, features a uh, swan on it and it is just a a beautiful piece of artwork that she purchased just for me uh, when she was uh, traveling at one point in China. So those things are all very uh, meaningful. They have very high value uh, for me. If I showed those to you, you would think, wow, that's a nice bat or wow, that's a nice Pinterest idea of the photo frame and the artwork that would be very nice as well. But for me, the bat it was all about my mom and dad loving me and doing their best to raise me, to be the best, uh, best person I could be. The photo uh, frame is all about my daughter's love f- for me. It is all about uh, their effort and their desire and their love for me. And, of course, the glass tray is, is a beautiful artwork that is from my wife and means the world to me because she was thinking just of me when she purchased that. You know, for those things, they're valuable to me, but to you, they're not. You know, if you'd like to grow, we need tenacity, but we also need to have a clear view on value. When we see value, that's when action happens, that's when effort happens, and sometimes it's actually amazing action. Sometimes it's extraordinary effort. Today's story is uh, from an incred- incredibly uh, challenging time, and a woman named Jochebed and her husband Amram. We're going to focus on Jochebed today, but you might be familiar with them, or you might not. They're actually not named uh, in the story that we read today, but we find in Exodus chapter 6, verse 20, that in fact, Jochebed and Amram are Moses' parents. So depending on uh, where you look and whose uh, opinion it is, it's been anywhere from 100 to maybe even 300 years uh, in Egypt uh, after Joseph had arrived in Egypt. And the Israelites had grown in great numbers. Uh, They were enslaved there in Egypt and subject to Pharaoh. They were subject to Pharaoh and his rules. And when Pharaoh saw that at a moment that, wow, the Israelites were getting too numerous, They were getting too strong. They were a threat to his rule. We find in Exodus chapter 1 that he decides that he is going to kill the baby boys. You see, this was a double win. One, it would keep the numbers down of the Israelites, but it would also just crush their spirit. And so we pick up our story today at the very end of Exodus chapter 1, and we'll head on into Exodus chapter 2 after that. And today I'm reading out of the... NIV version, starting in Exodus chapter 1, verse 22. It says, Then Pharaoh gave this order to all his people, Every Hebrew boy that is born you you must throw into the Nile, but let every girl live. Now a man of the tribe of Levi, that is Amron, married a Levite woman, who is Jochebed, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. And then she placed a child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendants were walking along the river bank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her female slave to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then Moses' sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. So the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this baby and nurse him for me, and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. When the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of water. What an incredible story of Jacobed, Moses' mother, of hiding and taking care of this young child for as, as three months. That she was able to hide him but then it got to a point where she just wasn't able to hide him any longer perhaps he was getting too uh, loud his voices were developing his, his lungs were developing and he was getting louder and louder but she puts him in a papyrus basket and sends him down the river with his older sister following along it is pharaoh's daughter that finds her or finds the basket and in the end it's actually moses's mother who is in fact able to nurse and take care of this Hebrew baby on behalf of Pharaoh's daughter. It was a real in-your-face moment for Pharaoh, where this Hebrew baby landed in his own household. But it was his daughter, Pharaoh's daughter, that felt sorry uh, for this baby, and Moses' mother, ended up taking care of her. You know, whether God caused it or just allowed it, it was a time of testing for Jochebed and Amran. I mean, it's difficult to imagine uh, this time and the emotion of just being pregnant at that time. It's already emotional enough just being pregnant with a child. But what about the other challenges? I think of the physical challenges. Not knowing if it's a boy or girl until the child is actually born. And if it's a girl, that's all great. The girl will live. But if it's a boy, then Pharaoh's rules were that the boy should be killed immediately. So the anxiety of keeping her up at night, of whether it's a boy or a girl, must have been immense. Just keeping the pregnancy a secret, how difficult that might have been. But then I think of also the spiritual challenges for Jacobed, Laying in her bed at night of thinking, God, where are you? This is worse than it was before. God, does it really need to be this hard? I think her belief in God's existence would have been very naturally tested and maybe even led to some internal grumbling in her own heart. The scripture certainly doesn't say that, but just from being human, just from being a a person who may have been struggling in in that moment of how difficult that time might have been. But in this time of testing, when the baby boy was born, she had to choose to rely on God's strength maybe more than ever. Let's talk about that for a second. What what choices did she make and and why and how did she grow? Because if we can look at that, this can really help us. It can increase our faith, but also be a template for us as we try to go this summer or any time. I think the first thing that she did, she let her values be her guide. What she valued was the guide. That is how she made choices. You might ask, well, what kind of choices did she make? Well, one, she, she made the choice that God was in fact sovereign over Pharaoh or any other ruler. God was sovereign. Number two, I think she made a choice that she, in fact, and Amran and their people were still God's people. They were the Israelites. And being that was much better than choosing sin and choosing a life separate from God's people. I think also she just had faith that this baby, Moses, was something incredibly special. And that really helped her to never give in to fear because God was with her. Now, you might be saying, Phil, wait a second, what do you mean? I mean, it seems that they may have been scared of Pharaoh they were really scared of Pharaoh, so they hid their baby as long as they could. Then they took a chance with this makeshift boat basket for him and put him out to the river. That would be a natural uh, thing to think. And this is where the Bible, honestly, just gets kind of really cool. You know, we just need to peel the layers back a minute uh, for this. Because it's not actually what God teaches about them. It's not actually what the Bible says about them or their response to this difficult time. You see, in Hebrews chapter 11, there is a whole list of people, some by name, some by um, uh, just reference, who were just filled with faith person after person after person who who conquered through difficult struggle and were faithful to God in the face of danger, in the face of hard things, and in the face of, of, of difficulty. A list of people that are lifted up for us as an example. And in verse 23 of Hebrews chapter 11, we find Amron and Jochebed being lifted up. In verse 23, Hebrews chapter 11, it says, By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born, because they saw he was no ordinary child, and they were not afraid of the king's edict. They were not afraid of the king. So as we look at this amongst the, the faithful many in Hebrews chapter 11, we find that Jacobed and Amram, they weren't scared, but in fact, they were faithful to God, knowing that their son was beautiful and incredible and all that and a bag of chips, but also knowing that their God was sovereign, that their God was their safe space. You know, when we see something valuable It causes action. It creates effort. Jochebed nursed, held, loved, and cared for that child against all odds, not being controlled by fear, but because she saw something in the child. She valued what was in that child. I don't know if it was a dream. I don't know if he was just good looking. I don't know what that might have been. But for some reason, she knew that that child was not an ordinary child. And she was not going to be controlled by her fear. She chose to believe in God. And she chose to believe that she was uh, God's part of his, his people. And it was because of that faith, they weren't afraid of living under the threat of Pharaoh at all. But what else? You know, one of the great things of parenting is that there is, a, there is an inherent bond where the child sees who the parent really is. And I mean, it is such a blessing. It can be scary at times, but it is such a blessing that the child sees the parent. They see their heart, their action, their ways. Even the basis of many uh, patterns of thought for children as they grow are, are, are based on how the parents thought and how they, how, how they were, how they lived their lives. And it's through that principle that we have some insights into Jochebed. You see, in the Exodus part of the story, the story continues in the very next verse after I read, and all of a sudden Moses is actually an adult. And there's actually not more information on Jacobed. But the Hebrews story continues. And I think as I read on, you're going to see a bit of Jacobet here. I'll start reading in Hebrews 11, verse 24. It says, By faith Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God, rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ, as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. Well, where did all that faith come from for Moses where did he learn it it was not Pharaoh's daughter I think it came from Jochebed I think she had a faith and she had it to share and she did just that with her son when there is a time of testing she didn't shrink she actually shined you know if you're a parent and your kids are uh, watching you what you watching what you value They watch what you spend your time on and where you uh, put your effort. You know, for us, it was one of our top priorities in life is that our children would choose God. They would choose to follow their God. They would choose to follow, uh, to fall in love with Jesus and be obedient uh, to God's word. And so things like Uh, a a summer camp, summer church camp. It was never really a question for us. We worked very hard to help them get through it. And when one camp was hard and they were scared to go the next year, we would help them through the difficulties so that they could grow and be victorious on the back end. We wouldn't allow them, uh, wouldn't uh, want them uh, to back away because something bad had happened earlier. They chipped in money, and, and they were, we were able to send them on several uh, service corps around the globe to places like England, to places like Fiji, to South Africa, to uh, other places in Africa and Jamaica, around the globe, so that they could see that the world is actually a pretty big world and not everyone looks and acts just like us. And even now as they are older we help them to move just to support them to help them to move from one place to another place just in support but we would do anything to help our children to choose god but you know it's never just one thing or one event that helps your kids desire jesus but it's actually a life of engagement and devotion to God that they see in you. It's a blessing when the kids see your faith or it can be a curse. You know, if we're playing church, if we're just going on Sundays to check in. They're going to see right through that. They will see right through that. They see your priorities. They see where you set your values. Whether that be on money or whether it be time or yourself or God, Moses is a perfect example of that, of that he saw what Jochebed valued. And it showed up in his life. This isn't a principle just for parents. I think it's actually for all of us. We talked in our, uh, at our church service the other day. Is that we all set the tone of what Christianity is for the young folks in the church every week? What do they see when they walk in to our church? When they walk in with the people of the church, what do they see? We all work together to set the tone for each other as well. We're all church members. We like to talk about being a we church that we are all in it together we all look at each other to see how we're doing we all set a tone for each other the kids are watching you other people are watching you and watching what you think of God's church and the action that it causes on your end as well we kind of watch each other And it's all a direct reflection of how we think of God. We all contribute to this culture we call Christianity. That's why it's so important for us to be the higher call to each other. To be the higher call in faith to each other, not the lowest common denominator. But to be the higher call to each other. I think that's what's so great about Jochebed. During this time when her faith was no doubt tested, when her belief may have wavered, it didn't. And I think she grew spiritually, convinced now maybe more than ever of God's sovereignty, and her values were on straight, and she passed on her growth on to Moses. So today for us, have you thought about what you would like to grow in? Have you thought about your opportunity areas? Well, as you think about that, think about your values and seeing the value. And I today talk about two things of seeing the value and how that can help us grow today. I think, one, if we see the value in God's sovereignty, that will help us. I think of the very words that God would speak to Moses himself. In Exodus chapter 20 and verse 2 he says I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt out of the land of slavery you shall have no other gods before me that God is sovereign we don't need other gods we don't need to put ourselves uh, in in, in our priorities ahead of God we don't need to put other things ahead of God God is sovereign god should be our priority we should remember who god is today in your life and how god in, in your life and around the world remember also who god is when you come to worship come to a midweek service or when you go to work or to school when you talk to a friend or a neighbor a brother or a sister in the church remember who god is You see, when we are trying to grow closer to God and gain a a greater faith, we need to value his greatness. And in turn, ask him for help in our prayers. Avoid letting your pride blind you to God's ability to problem solve. It may not be solved on your timing. It may not be solved in your way. But don't doubt God's ability Don't doubt God's sovereignty. See the value in his sovereignty. Secondly, what would help us to continue to grow is seeing the value in God's people. Remember that uh, when when you were first uh, baptized, if you have been baptized as a Christian, that you became a part of the body of Christ. And if you're thinking about being baptized, Oh, what a great glorious gift it is from God. Paul writes about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 of the body that you become a part of. And when we see the value in God's people, it is just a special, special thing. In 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 12, it says, Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body. Whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. And then farther down, Paul continues, it says, Now you are the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of it. When we think about the body of Christ, the church, the people, our friends, our neighbors that are members of our church. For me, I just when I think about God's people, the people in the Blue Ridge Church, I just I get so encouraged. It helps me to know that I'm in a fight with other people. When I see them on Sunday mornings or at a midweek or during the week, I find myself encouraged each and every time. I'm reminded about how much we need each other. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about how it's actually God's design. When we kicked off our our summer growing season series, we talked about how God had designed us to grow. God designed trees to grow. God designed animals to grow. God has also designed us to grow, but it's also part of God's design for us to be with each other. Being together is a part of his plan. So when you're at a worship service, don't take the people that God has given you for granted. And don't come to worship for entertainment or or just to check in. That's not why God has given us to each other. We're here for each other to work together, to strengthen each other, and to worship our God together. That's on Sundays. That's on our midweek times, beginning to end, and each day. We are a gift from God for each other. Seeing the value in that, My goodness, that can help us to grow because we see great purpose in growing together. Jochebed was a great woman in the Bible. This story is often overlooked but incredibly powerful. It is a life-changing story. I, I hope I did justice to it today during our summer growing season. Let's remember these lessons of Jochebed. To see the value in God's sovereignty and see the value in God's people. I hope that was helpful. And if you liked it and would like to hear more, please don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're in Charlottesville area and would like to stop in and visit us at a Sunday service, please send us a note or visit our website at BlueRidgeDisciples.org for more information.